ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. Please sit back, relax, open your soul and your mind, and meet yet another amazing individual in this beautiful world that we live in. My name is Stacy Johnston. Honored to be here with you, and equally as honored as always to sit alongside my co-host Cassie Holland. Cass, how are you today? I am doing great. Listening to the birds. I'm sure you can hear them in the background. Um, They're welcome to spring. I'm just, uh, yeah. The sun is shining, and everybody's healthy and happy, and. I'm looking forward to meeting a, another amazing individual. How are you? I, I am doing well. Oh, well, sorry. let's get this show Ladies and gentlemen, let us introduce our guest for today, Mr. Jeffrey Davis. Come on in, Jeffrey. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am really glad. I'm great. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. How about you kick us off? Let, tell us who is Jeffrey Davis? What do you do? Why do you do that, and how can we connect with you in your programs? Sure. So um, what I do is I help people live the lives that they want to live without costing them a paycheck of mental, physical health, or and that includes their satisfaction, or their relationships. So it is possible to achieve what you want to achieve, to live a happy happy and healthy life, there's just certain steps involved in that. That's all. Um, and we're not taught what those steps are in school or through institutions or many times through family. So it's something that some people search for and eventually uncover. It's, um, and that search can be difficult. It can be frustrating. It can cost a lot in terms of wrong turns and difficult health and mental, um, physical aspects, and then also in terms of relationships. I mean, you know, some of the basic things you would think relating to other people should be taught when we're growing up instead of the algebra. I don't really know what algebra. I don't remember algebra, but I did do remember I studied it when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> and it took me. It took me much longer to learn uh, how to relate to people in a way that came from a true place than the most important person to relate to was myself. So that journey of self-discovery led to a lot of the things that uh, I work with and I talk with people about. Uh, I do a lot of speaking. I work with successful entrepreneurs and professionals and people who are willing and interested in up-leveling their lives and having amazing lives it's possible. I know that, you know, the world has a lot of negative news in it, but the reality is the news focuses on certain things and some things. And you get people moved when you put them in a state of fear, pain, and panic. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that's many times the state that people come to um, when they're ready for coaching and they're looking for therapy and things like that instead of working along the way and and saying before things melt down, before the relationship breaks, before you're, you know, in the middle of a divorce, before you get fired from job or whatever it happens to be, before all of that, saying, you know what, maybe there's ways to up-level and living a life of 
that journey and personal development and evolution and being ahead of the curve and creating the change as opposed to being a victim of circumstances, which unfortunately is kind of how um, things tend to run. So I work with people like that and help them have amazing lives. And what I do is I help them work at a level of identity and legacy and purpose as opposed to tactics and strategy. That's a part of it. But what I've found through myself and other people is that when you work at a level of tactics and strategy, meaning doing and having versus being. So when you work at that level, what happens is you tend to rubber band back. You tend to not be aligned with the end result. And so you're still the person that has now, now has these things or now has um, done these things, but, but you're not aligned with them. And so that gap between who you are which is a person that didn't have them and has now learned to have them, versus being a person that lives that life, that does those things. It's, very, it's a subtle difference, but it's a huge difference in experience because what happens is that gap between who you are and what you're doing starts to fill with energy, and that energy is stress, overwhelm, burnout, and, and in that in those energies live poor health, mental and physical, and also, um, you know, relationships that don't continue the way that we'd like them to continue. So that's in a hmm. nutshell what I do. I like it. I love the space that you provide, right? That, that moment you. where it's okay to come over here and get better. You know, it's okay to not be okay for a second so you can be okay in a minute. Exactly, exactly. Our Our feelings are... Are, um, are important, but we give them too much weight, if that makes any sense. So what I'm saying yeah. by that is it's important, it's important to feel, it's important to consider that those sensations that we assign meaning to are energy, and we're assigning meaning to them. And they tell us information. They tell us if we're on target. They tell us if we're off target. Our body produces chemicals based on every belief, which creates a thought, which creates an action, and which creates something, some kind of chemical release in our body, whether it's oxytocin, dopamine, cortisol. So we're, uh, we're constantly producing an experience for ourselves. And it's an important thing, too, because when we produce those emotions, the more intensely that we produce those emotions, the easier it is to remember. So mm. uh, if, we're, if we're just trying to memorize something, just for instance, if we're just trying to memorize something by rote, by repeat, repetition and things like that, and we haven't assigned any meaning to it, it doesn't really stick. It doesn't become part of us. And that, that on some level, is a, a piece of what I'm talking about. You know, there, there's the doing part where we're just memorizing, we're just doing actions, or there's the being part where we're feeling and we're being the person who does those things, and that's where it sticks. That's where change and transformation happens, and that's where you can, you can have the experience that you want. <clears throat> so, I love it. 
So how can people connect with you? What's the, what's the best way for people to find out about your program and how to get involved? Yeah, so um, I'm on all the socials. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and Facebook, and I'm easy to find. So it's Jeffrey Davis Coach on any of those guys. And I'm, I'm actually, ha- I have a, a mini training that's coming up. I do different mini trainings, and I just did a five-day challenge uh, about two weeks ago. But this training is a one-day training, um, and we're going to do a deep dive into how to navigate from stress and from frenzy to focus, from hustle culture to high performance, which is what I do on a deep level, but we're just going to touch into that with tools and techniques that help people really ground and make powerful decisions and tap into where their power and their essence is. Because when you're stressed, you lose IQ points. You lose up to 30% of your IQ points. It's measurable. Research shows it. And when you're making essentially dumber decisions than you would normally, what happens is you have outcomes that you don't like. You have outcomes that you have to redo. You have outcomes that, you know, oops, I wish I hadn't said that. And you have to go back and fix it or you just live with the damage. So, what we're going to do is we're going to do a deep dive into some practices that will avoid that, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's going to be on June 13th on Tuesday. Huh, June 13th, okay. And yeah. they can find out information about the workshop on your Jeffrey Davis Coach. Is this JeffreyDavisCoach.com where they would go? It is. It is, but all of the Instagram and Facebook, which is where I'm going to hold this, I'm going to hold the registration and everything on Facebook, um, and Jeffrey Davis Coaches, where my page is and where you can find me, and that's where I'm going to promote it. And so, um, yeah, so you can find it all there. People, if they want to, they can email me directly at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, at inspiring-breakthroughs.com, name of my company. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much for that space and, and for what you provide. Cassie, how does that resonate with you, raising children coming up to teach them different? You know, I think that's one of the reasons that I decided to homeschool my kids is because it gave me the opportunity to focus specifically on their right, their wants, their needs, their desires, what they wanted to learn, their strengths, their weaknesses. It gave me the ability to be able to break that down and help them get to where they want to be, right? Not where I think they need to be, but where they want to be. So I appreciate what you do and the space that you provide. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think it's super important, and I'm, I'm glad you're doing that because you there's a there's a vast there's a vast difference. Yeah, it sounds like we're getting a little echo here. Um, there's a vast difference in homeschooling versus the programs. Can you guys hear the echo? I can't hear it. Okay. 
Okay. Seth Stone. Ish. Hello? I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. On we go. Very good. So let me ask you a question, Jennifer. Let me take it in a different direction. If throughout your journey to this place that you sit today, have you or can you share with us your definition of the word hero and who fits into that that you've met along your journey? Sure. Um, I, I believe a hero is someone who does something that impacts you in a positive way from an altruistic source within themselves. So they're, they're, whatever they're offering has no hook or no agenda to it, and they may or may not have intentionally be trying to um, help you, but they make a difference in your life. And I think that's the definition of a hero. I think that there are many, many heroes in our world. And some, some people call them angels. I think that, uh, you know, I've been blessed by many angels throughout my life. And um, it's, they, they planted, even they had, at the time, I might not even thought that they were heroes. They planted seeds that have saved me from decisions and, and choices and um, things that later on, I was like, wow, this person was really doing something for me. And it was just coming from a place of who they are, not from the place of agenda, not from have you know they didn't require me to do something. So I, I know that's a different definition from you know saving a, a toddler from walking in front of a car, but um, I do believe that we live in a benevolent universe, and I do believe that there are a lot of angels and heroes throughout our lives that we recognize or don't recognize, but that do make a positive difference. Now, in terms of... Yeah. So in terms of my um, life and who is a hero, you know, there's one person, there's been many, but there's one person that uh, springs to mind around this, and... it was actually my grandmother, and um, she, just by being who she was, made such a big difference in my life, and I adored her. I absolutely adored her um, because of that and because of the joy that she brought in my life. Her name was Lucy. And this is an interesting story. So Lucy, uh, you know, when she passed, and I was maybe 12 years old. It was quite devastating, actually. And so fast forward to last November, and I live in Mexico, and one of the traditions in Mexico is Day of the Dead, which is when uh, the Mexican culture honors, during that time period, and second and third of November, they honor the people in their lineage who have passed. And so, A, that happens. And B, there's a belief that the veil between the living and the dead is much thinner during that time period. So I, a, uh, 
friend of mine had a bunch of puppies and she sent me a text and said, I, I'd love to uh, give you a puppy. In fact, I had a, a dream about you adopting this very specific puppy. And I said, yeah, I, you know, it's myself in my funny slash cynical way. I, I was thinking, well, of course you had a dream because now you have 11 puppies. So you're dreaming anybody would take the puppies away. And, and then, but I responded and I said, I'm actually not interested in adopting a puppy, but, um, that I, I will accept your offer to come over for dinner. And so when I came over for dinner later that week, she said, I'm going to be out of town for a week um, during the middle of, during the beginning of November, if you would like, no obligation at all. And she, I could feel that she meant that. No obligation at all. Um, you can have a puppy to play with for a week. And I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I go over and I pick... Um, I couldn't pick. There were 11 puppies. There were four that I liked. So I took another trip back, and it was um, it was on November 2nd, I, which is Day of the Dead. So I, I picked the puppy, and um, it was, the puppy's name was Hulk. They all had temporary names, and it was the biggest one. And, it was, you know, I thought it was a cute puppy, but as soon as we got in the car and got about a minute and a half away from her house, I could feel it wasn't my puppy. I was like, this is not that I was adopting a puppy, but I could just tell that there was something in the universe was not right with this puppy and me. So I was like, you know, I don't, I hate to say this, I think this is not my, my puppy. She's like, no, no, it's not yours. I got happy to turn around. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe it's the, I think it might be the puppy that tried to follow me out. She's like, yeah, that, that's definitely your puppy. I was like, okay, cool. So we, we take the puppy and put it in, and this one's beautiful. We put it in the car and, um, we're driving away, and I'm like, what's, this, the, what's the temporary name of this puppy? She said, Lucy. So that was on the Day of the Dead when, as they say, the veil is thin between the living and the dead, and this is my hero as a child. So now I have a puppy named Lucy since November, and she has changed my life in so many ways. So Lucy, once again, changes my life. <laughs> You know, and the fact that you can, that you picked up on that from the universe is big, right? right? Because a lot of people wouldn't put that together. Right. I felt really weird saying, is this my puppy about the other one? I, you know, there's part of me that was like, well, let's just go along. And, but I just, the universe said, this is definitely not your puppy. So we went back and we got Lucy, which was, which weirdly enough was the puppy that she had the dream that I adopted. She sent me the picture of that, that puppy. I never looked at it ever and it tried to follow me out. So it picked me and it was so interesting. So anyway. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So, so that actually would lead me to my next question, considering that you are open, right, are open to all of the things the universe has to offer. If you can go back and talk to your 18, 21-year-old self, what would you tell him? Well, besides telling them to uh, invest in Bitcoin early and sell midway through, um, I would probably, that's a joke, but... um, uh, I that was pretty good. Talk. That was the slick. <laughs> <laughs> so I would I would tell my twelve year old self that uh, it's okay. Trust yourself. 
and and there's a wisdom in that and that involves loving yourself so listening to yourself and trusting yourself and loving yourself and what that means this is this would be the complete thing that I would tell my 12 year old self what that means is very different from what you think it means because what you're thinking is not what trusting yourself is what you're feeling and what you're listening to is what trusting yourself is your intuition is the quieter voice the knowing voice it doesn't your intuition doesn't yell it doesn't make you stressed out it doesn't repeat itself over and over and over and over and over it just and it doesn't have to rationalize itself it doesn't come with a list of reasons it just says what the truth is and that's it and so when you understand and have a relationship with your intuition you will hear it in the same way that a mother who has a relationship with her baby can hear that baby crying in the middle of a loud crowded stadium so that's what I would tell my 12 year old son what solid advice I think 12 year old 12 12 is about the stage right where you decide that you know you're hormonal and everything sucks and this sucks and that sucks but the knowledge of intuition would have been so handy back then yeah I mean I I was angry I was an angry kid um, and I, I was unhappy I was unhappy uh, with the world around me so instead of looking to the world around me to provide something instead of looking to the world around me for um, and giving it responsibility for my happiness um, mm. I would have been better served just creating and living that from within because I did learn a lesson eventually which was that anger and that rebelliousness basically eliminated me and I'll tell you what that means and anybody that's listening that is upset at something or living in uh, anger about the way that you know some institutions working or some people or something that's happening and things like that I'm not saying that things don't need to change and I'm not saying that action not just getting angry doesn't make a difference because action does but here's the difference this is what I learned is my rebellion just the choosing of not to do something instead of creating what I wanted basically meant that I didn't exist because if that thing that I was rebelling against no longer existed it's as if I was leaning against a wall and that was my identity and then the moment that that wall disappeared there was no identity and it fell flat on my face my identity was based on uh, not that or I don't like that instead of who am I and what do I stand for which I believe is one of the most difficult and important questions everybody needs to answer who am I and what do I stand for not what do I stand against 
Not what am I rebelling against, not what needs to change, but what do I stand for and what am I creating here? Mm. Powerful question. Right? I mean, the, the answer many times is I'm a dad, I'm a mom, I'm a accountant, and those are all wonderful things. You know, those are responsibilities and those make a difference and, you know, they're, they're functions within an industry, but they are not who you are. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the question is a deep question. It's not an easy question, but it's a simple question. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to take that question right back to Kathy. You know, Kathy, I see you so many times be able to utilize the things that we learn in your homeschool experience with your kids, right? How does that right there resonate with you as a teaching from all sides kind of mom? You know, we spend quite a bit of time talking about integrity, right? And integrity to an eight-year-old is being the exact same person all the time and being okay with it, right? Being okay with your wants, your feelings, your desires, your fears, because they're yours, right? And you own those. And that makes you who you are, right? So, we have a lot of discussions about standing up even if you're the only one standing, right? My son could probably teach classes in compassion and empathy, and he's eight. I mean, but that's that's his thing, right? He wants to be a police officer. So everything that he does, he relates to how it's going to help him be a better police officer. Mm. Right. And he hears, like the news will be on TV and he heard about the the school shooting, right? And his very Mm -hmm. first reaction was, somebody has to protect those kids. That's why I want to be a police officer. Nice. So, so everything he does is directed at where his where he sees his end game, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely beautiful. But I I think it's important, right? Because that's that's his heart. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to be. So instead of going, yeah, but how about this? Beat the fire, right? Because if he's going to do it, he might as well do it right. Man, man, yeah. So, you know, I think it's important to start that very young. Because if you don't teach them, if you don't teach them that it's okay to be them, the world will teach them that it's okay not to be. Mm Mhm. Yep. It it sounds like you, your son, as a wonderful mother, has really, um, really giving them some lessons that will make a difference in their lives. So congratulations to you both. Well, thank you very much. I love it. All right, so let me take that into some journey. Let me ask you one more question. Of all uh, the words that are out there, of all the things that you've learned and all the wisdom you've gained up to today, I mean, we all go through what we do to become who we are today, right? 
What's your one line of wisdom to the world? What's your T-shirt say? What's your one-line statement? Mm. Uh, I would tell people the most imp- the biggest gift you can give the world is your full presence. Mm. So I love that. Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, there's too many people asleep and unconscious and not involved in their own evolution and letting circumstances dictate how they feel and what life they live. And they are showing up for relationships and then kicking into auto drive. And the relationships don't last that way. Or they're showing up in relationships and they're answering the compatibility chemistry questions, but they're not asking the deeper questions, which is what we, some of what we just went through, and looking at shared values, what they want to create, who they are, and um, what their vision is, more than just, oh, we're going to have a family and da-da-da. Like, how do you operate under stress? Who are you? So um, the, those are some important questions to really look at, and I think that um, when you operate from a, a place of presence, your life will be magical. Because life is magical. I think so much more magical than we even expect. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think, I think mm-hmm. you see in a day what you expect to see in a day. Mm-hmm. If that oh, makes absolutely. Yeah, if you get up and go, all right, today I'm looking for the magic, you can find it. Because it's all right. around you. Mm-hmm. But if you get up today and it's just going to be another day and you're going to do the same old thing and run the same and see the same vision, that's exactly what you're going to see. Yeah, so, oh, exactly. I, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've heard people say sometimes, well, I, don't, I can't imagine being with the same person for my whole life. It's like, you're missing it. If you're present, the person in front of you won't be the same person in a minute from now than they are. Or... If you're present, you'll notice that when you, when that person that you're close to, significant other, goes to a party or a business event or something like that, other sides of them come out. So there's so much there when you're present. When you're present to the magic of the universe, meaning you're open to seeing it and you lean into it with gratitude, you will see it and create it. Presence is mm-hmm. everything. I love it. Ah. What a great conversation. I've had such fun. Thank you so much for all the things that you've shared with us. Um, we are regretfully at a place where we're going to have to find a time to wind down with respect to you and your time as our guest and with respect to our audience. So I would love our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to talk with us, if you just need somebody to listen, we're interested in what you have to say. So please reach out to us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to start my I close by saying thank you so much, Jeffrey, for your time, for your wisdom, for the space that you provide, and for the hero that you stand to probably more people than you recognize in a day. So, Thank you very much. I appreciate what you guys do. You're welcome very much. Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today? You know, with a, with a self-evaluation challenge, right? We have been talking about being true to you. And so my challenge for our audience 
today is to take a look inside, right? Are you being true to you or someone else? Valid question. Valid question. Yeah. We would be honest if you. We'd be honored if you take the stage and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? Mm. I would like to leave the audience with this knowledge: you are enough, and you are loved, and that is inside you, and all around you. 